And I found that when I go to God and I am still, I hail even clearer and he's able to provide solutions. This is She Beats It, your weekly reminder that no challenge is greater than God. We share stories of real Christian women beating the odds in life and business. This is the place where women overcome. This is where she beats it, whatever it is. Welcome to the She Beats It podcast. I'm your host, Brittany King, self-proclaimed hope dealer and God-centered girl. She Beats It family, what's up? As you know, I have issued you all a challenge and a charge for you to help me get 100 reviews of this podcast in a 30-day period in light of my one-year cancer diagnosis on August 20th, 2018. So please make sure you're leaving a review and you're encouraging others to do the same. I think we have less than 10 reviews right now. We've been up since April, y'all. Show me some love. Y'all are good at sending me messages, but like tell the world what God is doing in your heart through this podcast. Also, we just enabled this feature where you can press a button, record a message and tell us what the podcast means to you. You could tell me directly and you could be featured in the podcast. So just make sure you look at the bottom of the show notes. Are y'all paying attention to the show notes? I need to know. Let me know if y'all are even looking at the show notes. If y'all even looking at the show notes, so look at the very last line of the show notes, you will have the option to hit record and then send me a message and you can potentially be featured on the podcast. Y'all are in for a treat today. We have an amazing woman. Y'all help me welcome this phenomenal woman into the squad as we discuss how a mompreneur used time management to go from stress to embracing God's best. Tamara Rock is a happily married mother of two sets of twins. Her first set of twins are eight-year-old girls, and her second set of twins are 20-month-old boys. Tamara is the certified time management coach, a business owner, church leader, and she has a regular eight-to-four job. Tamara loves helping mothers find the time to pursue their goals and dreams, spend time with the people they love, and do the things they love. She once had a job wrapping gifts for Christmas, and she comes to us all the way from Trinidad and Tobago. Thank you for being in the guest chair today. Hey, hey, hi. Thanks for having me. I want to address this issue of time management, and I really want to hear your story, Tamara. Toby, let's jump right in. Why is helping women learn the art, and I call it an art for a reason, why is helping women learn the art of time management so important to you? Where did this story come from? Well... Well, firstly, you're right. It is an art. It's not something that you're born with. And, you know, it it isn't a matter of having these intrinsic skills that God gave you. This is something that you have to learn, something that you have to work on. It really is an art. And for me, it was something that I struggled with for a number of years. I mean, I have these beautiful sets of twins, as you know. And any mom who has children knows the challenges that come with having babies. And I live a considerable distance away from work and away from my family. I go to school, I run a business. And for a number of years, I did not know how to manage my time. I couldn't keep the house clean everywhere that I went to. I was late. It was embarrassing. It was stressful at work. I couldn't complete assignments. You know, I I struggled with confidence. Am I doing a good job? Am I a good mom? And eventually when I was able to get a hold on 
how to manage my time, which is really not a, man, a matter of managing your time, but actually managing your tasks and the things that you have to do. When I finally got a hold on it, I said to myself, I need to get to that mummy <laughs> who is struggling, that mummy who has no idea where to start, that mummy who is getting sick and is feeling depressed. I need to reach that mom, which is why I um, enrolled in coaching and did my studies on time management because I wanted to be that person that I needed when I was struggling. Yeah. And that's so interesting. So tell me what was going on in your life. So you, you alluded to like the craziness of trying to do this balancing act. Right. And so I feel like sometimes as mom and as entrepreneurs, as mompreneurs, like we have obligations to our jobs, to our business, to our children. If we're married, we have an obligation to our husband and it's like, we're trying to balance so much. So what's the secret? How do we do it? And you, you alluded to this, but break it down for us, sister. Tell us how we can unpack this. We need some help. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? Where do I start? Now, I think one of these, these these things that what I was really going through is I didn't identify at the beginning that it was a matter of time management. I did not know that my issue was time management. And I've encountered a lot of moms who are struggling with time management, but not seeking help in time management because they're not aware. So I have a a Facebook group and one of the questions that I ask is, do you need help with time management? And I have found that the women who work at time management are the ones who say yes. And a number of women who still struggle in the area say no because they're not aware. Mm. So Mm. identifying the fact that if you find yourself constantly late, if things appear as surprises during your week and it throws you off, if you find yourself procrastinating, if you know, you're struggling these years, then you just might have an issue with time management and you need to get some assistance, whether you study, you know, you get a book or you listen to some podcasts or you hire a coach, but you need to get help. One of the things that has been a saving grace for me is planning, weekly planning or daily planning, visualizing the week ahead and putting things in place. When you're a busy mom and you have so many things on your plate, it's very easy for you to forget things or for you to not consider that something is important. For instance, I would get thrown off (laughs) quite often during the week when I forgot to consider my husband's schedule. So he works shift hours and I may plan, you know, on Thursday, we're going to do such and such. And when, when Thursday comes, I'm reminded that he has to work at that time and that throws off the plan. So when I learned how to effectively plan my week, that was one of the areas that helped me to improve my time management. And that's an area that a busy working mom can start at. So what was the moment for you? For you, where you transition out of not managing your time well, and then you kind of came face to face with yourself and said, hey, I have to plan better. Like, what was God speaking to you in that season? What was he telling you? What what would that moment look like? (laughs) That's actually a great question because it really was a step of obedience that allowed me to come out of that situation. So at my job place, there is a certain post, a job position that would be available every once in a while. It's a a job for a traveling officer. It's in sales. It's a tough job. 
but it offers a lot of flexibility. And every time that post became available, I would feel a tugging in my heart that I should apply for it. But I did not want to do that job. I found that, you know, my life was too busy as it was. And but I, I would keep getting my the tug in my heart to do so. But for me to apply for that post, I needed to have a degree. And I started my degree and I did not complete it. And I didn't want to go back to school. So I was very disobedient for a few years. When the post came up, I would ignore it. And then one day I said, you know what, let's just do this. It's, it's, it's on my heart. Let's just be obedient. And I applied. But I didn't get through because I needed to have the degree. And one day I really got tired of what I was going through. And I said, you know what, let's apply it's flexible, maybe, you know, let's say God is saying to do it. And I did apply and I didn't get it. And I thought, uh, okay, so, uh, you know, you're saying to apply all the time. I did and I didn't get it. And I heard God say to me that they're going to offer you this job without you applying. And I thought, okay, let's see. Let's see that happen. I'm so said, so done Within a short time, I was called into my manager's office and offered the job. And I was told that the application that I had placed, I was actually second in line for the position and they offered it to me. So I took the job and I thought, all right, so we are <laughs> obedient. So, you know, something's going to work out. And then everything got even worse because I had these babies and I'm going to school because I had to go back to school to qualify myself for the job. I'm living two hours away from school and work and everything. And this job is taking all of the extra time that I had. So when I had a lecture, I'm outside of the classroom because a client's server went down. And when I'm supposed to be studying for the exam, I'm writing a tender and I was losing weight and my children's hair was starting to look like dreadlocks <laughs> and things were falling apart. And I thought but I was obedient. And, it, you know, it really brought me to, to think of um, Joseph and the fact that he was doing his best and he was being obedient. And then he got thrown into prison. But God throwing Joseph into prison was to ensure that he was at the right place and the right, at the right time. And that was my experience. When I was, I found myself really at my wit's end. Somehow it's at that time that some of the things that I was researching on, the books that I was reading on time management, things just started to make sense. And I stumbled upon a podcast by Terry Savelle Foy on how to declutter your home in 20 minutes. And it, I don't know, the, the lights went on in my head. <laughs> and she mentioned the book and I purchased the book. And things just started to make sense. I don't know what God did, but I felt that my obedience brought me to the right place at the right time. And uh, that started my journey. I started to study time management. I said, you know what? I'm going to help a next mom there. I mean, needless to say, I eventually left. I went back and um, I returned to my former position because now I understood how to manage my time. And I said, Lord, can I? And he said, go ahead and I thought yay lesson learned and that started my journey. Wow that's such an amazing story and I love that you highlighted Joseph's story like because you would think like when you do what God tells you to do like I don't know I think this way you could tell me if you think this way but I'm like if I do it God if I do what you tell me to do as your daughter you're gonna protect me and it's gonna be like butterflies and sunshine and God is like 
Britney, girl, that's your reality, right? And so a lot of times, like the intensity like kicks up and things get harder, just as we saw with Joseph when he turned down Potiphar's wife's advances. Like he was obedient and he walked in integrity and obedience to God and ended up in prison. It's exactly what you said. And I love that you called that out, that it didn't get easier as a result of your obedience. You got even more in the trenches. And I really, really like that. And I'm going to link the, the podcast you highlighted because I think we need to hear that, right? And I think that, you know, we need to be open to learning from people who have gone before this. So I would just really like your honest opinion because I feel like sometimes as women, we wear like being busy as this badge of honor. I don't know if men have this problem. I'm not a man, so I can't speak to that. But I feel like we wear being busy because sometimes, you know, a lot of times I have conversations with women and it's like we go back and forth shooting off the list of our to-dos. Like we, oh, I have this and this and this and this and I do this and this and I'm a part of this organization and I do this. And it's it's crazy. When I was going to graduate school, they, there was this concept of overtasking. And I'm like, what is that? Like we're taking multitasking to another level. It's overtasking a word. What is this? So tell me why you, what is your opinion on why, why women, you know, we wear this, this busyness as a badge of honor. That's actually a really, a really good observation. That's that, that is a great observation. I think that society plays a huge role in who we think we ought to be. Busyness for me is something that I would love to get rid of. (laughs) I live the life. And I would love, I I dream of waking up and embracing the morning and having a cup of coffee and reading a newspaper and slowing down. But in society, it is held in high regard. If you're very busy and you're in this organization and you run this group and you have this business and it's something that is pushed, if it is that you want to consider yourself to be successful. And that's why one of the things that I really want to get out to women is that you need to be you, to be authentically you, and to do you. So for me, I see no badge of honor in being busy. If your life requires it, then fine, because it's all about seasons. And in this season of my life, I am very busy. But there is a price to pay for living in constant busyness. And I have been seeing a number of women who are sadly dropping like flies you know, whether it's stress-related tumors or whatnot, and it's as a result of the very, very busy lifestyle. But yeah, to answer your question, I think that's something as a result of society and how society views it and many women trying to be successful according to society's standards. That's true. And and the ultimate goal here as women and as daughters of the king is to be successful according to his standards. Correct. And I really like that you said that. I had a boss in corporate America who would tell me, because I'm just a busy, you know, I'm like, I'm a busy bee. It's hilarious. I have that on my LinkedIn post profile. I might take that down after this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm feeling a little convicted. But <laughs> um, he would tell me, he would say, Brittany, you're burning the candle at both ends. Stop it this work will be here tomorrow. And I had to visualize what it looked like for a candle to be like a candlestick, right? To be burning at both ends. At at some point, there's no more of the candle. That's right. And so, you know, I love that you said it's not a badge of honor. So we got to lay that down, ladies. Are y'all listening? Because she's telling the truth. (laughs) So tell me what's the biggest lesson you learned from this journey. And I want you to talk about, because in my conversation with you prior to recording this podcast, you talked about, you have two beautiful sets of twins, right? And you talked about how doctors told you that you wouldn't be able to have children, yet here you are. 
And so I want to hear, I want you to talk a little bit about that. And so now that you have this responsibility for two sets of twins, and so that, that in and of itself, sister, that's busyness, right? But what have you learned? What have you learned from this journey? Well, for one, with your mention to what the doctors said, you don't have to accept everything that they say. That's what I learned. I have the privilege of having a mom who's a prayer warrior. And when the doctors indicated that, you know, they said that I had a polycystic ovarian syndrome and the likelihood of me having children would be very slim. It's a possibility I may be prone to diabetes. And a number of things that they posed were, you know, may or might happen as a result of it. And when we left that doctor's office, my mother looked at me in the face and she said, we are not accepting that. And I kept that in my heart and I did not accept it. And when I went to different gynecologists, I said to them, I was told such and such and none of them, you know, disputed it. They all put me on different types of treatments to be able to deal with it. But I said, I am not accepting this. I am not accepting that I will get diabetes. I'm not accepting that I would have problems having children. And uh, so said, so done. My first set was a twin. And I said, ha! In your face. <laughs> I said, my God lives. And I, yes. I take every opportunity I, I, I can to speak to women who have been told that you can't have children or that you have a, a problem. And I say, don't accept it. If it's the will of God, it's the will of God. And then the second one, boom, another twin again. So it just goes to show that the doctors have to do their jobs and they have to inform you, but it's up to you to choose whose report you're going to believe. And that's yes. what I did. I chose to believe the report of the Lord and I am clear testimony <laughs> that sometimes they get it wrong. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Going back to this title of uh, helping busy moms, right? We believe what God says. We don't have to be busy. We can lay that down and rest in his promises. Uh, you know, I did, a, I did a whole episode about the benefit of being still before God. It's transformative. It'll change your life if you just lay before God. It will change your life, transform your mind. And it's so crazy you said that. I have Picos too. I call it Picos, right? I have that's why I have two daughters, right? <laughs> and I just went through chemotherapy and radiation and I'm in menopause. I get an injection that's keeping me in menopause. I'm 34 years old. And they're telling me you can't have any more kids. I always tell people I want a gang of kids. Like I want a team, right, of children. <laughs> and I'm not married. And I'm like, God, if you if you have in your plan for me, just like you said, if you have in your plan for me, number one, for me to get married and number two, for me to have more kids, it's your will in your way, That's period. Right. That's right. The doctors can make their suggestions. That's their job. They can say their claims, but my God has a final say. And that it is my desire that he would open up my womb and allow me to have more children's, children. But if it's not his desire, I'm fine with that. But it's like you said, I'm not taking the doctor's report as a final say. They don't have the final say. They didn't form me. They knit me together in my mother's home. So, okay, I'm going to stop because I feel like we're going to we're just gonna start shouting. <laughs> so the last thing I want to talk about before we transition a little bit further, well, it's not the last thing, but one of the last things, what would be your, be your message to the fellow woman who is struggling to manage her time well? She's in this season of life and she's like, you know what? I hear what you're saying. What can I do today? Give me one practical thing I can do. I'm looking around this house. Everything is upside. My kids, are, they're taped to the wall. Like I got a million things to do. What can I do today? What's your message to me? All right. So this may sound a little strange because my training is in time management, but I have found that prayer answers everything. So you mentioned something just now when you spoke about being still. 
And I found that when I go to God and I am still, I hail even clearer and he's able to provide solutions. So you may not have the know-how because that's the thing about time management. It's something that you learn. There are techniques and there are strategies. So they don't just pop out of the air unless God sends them or unless you actually go study them or someone teaches them to you. That's, that's what, that's been my experience. However, when you're still before God, God may give you a strategy. For instance, with my, my daughters, I got this strategy, the idea to teach them how to do a number of things for themselves. So at a very early age, my little girls were brushing their teeth and changing their clothes and packing their lunch bags and a number of things. And that just came to me. Why don't I delegate? And delegation is a time management technique. Now, overall, I would suggest that someone who is struggling seek help, whether it's getting a book, whether it's doing research or hiring a coach or attending trainings, training seminar. But before you do so, if you're in that place of overwhelm, my advice is to talk to God and say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to direct and to guide me and to give me a way out of the situation. And I can tell you, he's going to answer because that's just the kind of daddy that we serve. Yes. And I, you know what I love about the women that I have on this podcast, y'all? Prayer is like the constant thing. So many of the women talk about the importance and the power of prayer. Like they always highlight that. So I, I really need y'all to hear that. And I'm glad somebody else says it. Cause I'm like, I don't want y'all to, this is not about Brittany. This is not about any of the guests I have on the show. This is about God. And, and these are matters of eternity. And so I'm so thankful before we transition. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you feel like it's important that you, you, you want to share with, with our audience before we transition into the five and five segment? I, I do actually. One of the things that I've experienced in my journey as being a mom is that there are lots of voices around you telling you how you should do it and what you should do and what you should not do. Many times we question ourselves or we may do like me and feel poorly about yourself and in your own ability to be able to mother your children, to manage your household and that type of thing. I would say do what works for you. It's very important that you do what works for you because what worked for your mom may not fit into your current climate. What worked for your grandmom may not work. And you may be really fighting and struggling to get that particular thing to work and it isn't. If it works, if you know getting up in the morning and doing a particular task works for you instead of staying up late at night to do it, do what works for you. And seek solutions. Don't get overwhelmed and, and, and cry as I've done so many times. <laughs> but seek a solution. Seek a solution to your situation. And if it works, then sister, do it. And that would yes. be my advice. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So now is the time in the podcast where we transition to our next segment. This is the five and five segment of the podcast where I ask you five questions and you answer them in five minutes or less. That gives you about one minute per each question. You're just going to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Ready. All right. So what is your favorite word that comes to mind when you think about God? Daddy. I, think I daddy. love that. No yes. one has said daddy. It's crazy <laughs> when I pray. It's crazy. I always say heavenly dad. And it's yeah. some people side eye me, but I'm like, y'all know what that means. Okay. Tell me why you said daddy. Okay. Well, my earthly dad is great. Right. And I thank God for that because that's not a testimony that a number of persons have, have. but because I know what it's like to have a dad, if, you know, if, 
a mouse runs in to the house, <laughs> Daddy is going to get rid of the mouse. If I'm yeah. stuck somewhere, I could call and say, Daddy, can you pick me up? And Daddy will pick me up. And I know what it's like to have a daddy. And I am going through a season where God is my daddy. He is <laughs> getting rid of the mouse. He's coming. He's picking me up if I'm stuck somewhere. And yeah. So when I think of God right now, I think of daddy. Oh, I love that. All right. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I think I mentioned that before. I would say be you. I would say be you. If you're soft-spoken and gentle, then don't try to be the other girl who's bold and, and, and outspoken. God has given you that quality. He's set an audience to hear that soft, gentle voice. Be authentically the you that God created. Perfect. What is one book or resource you have found to be most helpful helpful during your journey? Time Management from the Inside Out by Julie Morgenstern. Awesome. All right, ladies, I'm going to link that in the show notes. We're, I'm going to rate that book because I need some time management in my life. <laughs> All right, next question. You're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Purple. Purple every... T- tell me why you said purple. Everyone I, loves purple. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know just recently. I mean, if it, if you'd asked me a few months ago, I may have said red, but right now I feel very purple. There's something about purple. purple. I mean, I could say the whole thing, you know, purple is the color of royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really and truly, I'm just feeling purple right now. Okay. Last question. On your darkest days, how did you find the light? Prayer, praise, and worship. Mm. That's... That's it right there. I'm sorry it didn't sound a little more um, exciting for you, you know for you guys to hear, but um, I'm a worshiper. I am a worshiper, and I'm a warrior in Christ. And um, prayer, praise, and worship—that's it right there for me. Light mm. on immediately. <laughs> Make no apologies, my sister. Mm-hmm. If we all took up that attitude. Can you imagine where we would be in the world? Mm -hmm. If everyone took this posture of prayer, praise, and worship, our world could be transformed. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I want you to tell us, how can our listeners find you? Where can they get in touch with you? Y'all, I want y'all to hear about something that she's doing, but tell us, how, how how can they get in touch? I have been doing coaching for some time, but this year I finally launched my coaching business. And at the end of the month, I should have the website up and a number of things. But I currently have a Facebook group called Successful Working Moms, targeted at mothers who have careers, who have businesses, who have a plate that is so huge that you can't even call it juggling, juggling these tasks anymore. They have a very heavy plate. In that group, I do a lot of training and we share tips. And I'm getting some fantastic feedback from those who are there. So if you want to find me, you can find me at Tamara Rock on Facebook or TM Consultants. And by the end of this month, I shall have Facebook up and running so that I can reach my ladies across the globe. Because right now, a lot of what's taking place is right here in Trinidad and Tobago. Awesome. Awesome. And so I'm going to link her Facebook group. Y'all show up in our Facebook group. Let's support our sisters, right? <laughs> a lot of my listeners, well, we got listeners all over the world. That's just good how God is. But a lot of the listeners obviously are in the U.S. because I'm in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Let's support our sister, right? She's Thank in you. Trinidad. We're in the U.S. Let's flood her Facebook group. Let's show up for her. Let's tell her that she is loved, that she is a part of the squad now. So we welcome her <laughs> into our hearts and we're going to show up in her group and we're going to show out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now you have a CPR time management course. 
group coaching program for busy working working moms. How can our listeners get access to that? You can message me with the Facebook group at this time. So you can send me a private message and we will do a nice free consultation. And let's get started from that consultation. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So reach out. Do y'all hear me? Are y'all listening? Please reach out to this oh. sister. She's amazing. I'm looking at her face and I'm looking at this beautiful pink purplish wall behind her. Y'all can't see her, but she just radiates just, <laughs> just this beautiful spirit. So thank you so much, sister. I'm not even going to call you by, by your first name. I'm going to call you sister thank because you're in my heart now. <laughs> you're in my heart now. Thank you so much for this time. Any, any final thoughts? Well, I, I just want to really say that you're doing a fantastic job and I'm very honored to be on the program. I listened to some of the podcasts and I thought, oh my gosh, this girl is awesome. She's <laughs> going out there. Women need this. I am so happy and I hope that I reach the mommy out there who's really struggling and let them know there's a way out and this busy mom is walking that, you know, that road right now and you can do it. Yes, we can. Thank you, sister. I appreciate that so much. Ladies, if you would like to share your story of beating the odds by the grace of God and be highlighted on the podcast, do one or two things. So either look in the show notes, right? Press the record button, record yourself, and it'll automatically come to me. That's all you have to do. Or you can send me an email to win at shebeatsit.com. Again, that's W-I-N at shebeatsit.com. Y'all, don't forget to leave reviews. We need a hundred reviews. We got less than 10 now. We can do better than that, y'all. We can do better. And so we want five-star reviews. I keep forgetting to say that. I'm like, leave reviews. Listen, they need to be five-star, right? (laughs) That helps us. Um, Check us out online at shebeatsit.com for additional information and resources. That's it for the She Beats It podcast. I'm your host, Brittany King. Until next time, ladies, trust God to help you beat the odds.